Personally, I have a lot of difficulty making decisions. Something I've struggled with ever since I was a little kid. Uh, one great example of this is one time I received $20 from my, my grandma. And she gave it to me and she said, this is for you to, um, to, to buy a meal, whatever you want, wherever you want to go, this is for you to buy that special meal, to enjoy it and to, to make that decision to, make, to, to eat whatever you want. So I'd been eyeing this, uh, this diner that was modeled after an old 1950s five-in diner. And it looked like it, it sounded like it, all the waitresses are dressed up like the 1950s waitresses. And I was like, this is so cool. And I felt so important and cool with the $20 in my pocket, walking up, got my own table. And the waitress came up and she said, what do you have? And I said, well, give me a couple minutes. I'm going to look at the menu. So I look at the menu and I was overwhelmed. So many burgers, so many hot dogs. So many different sandwiches, so many different types of fries, so many different types of foods that I just couldn't believe. Uh, I just couldn't like, figure out what I wanted exactly. I didn't want to make the wrong decision. So I kept looking and looking and looking, and the waitress kept coming back and asking, uh, are you ready? I said, no, 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 five more minutes. So I keep looking, I keep looking, and eventually I just give up and I say, you know what, I'm just going to have water and bread. I just didn't want to make the wrong decision. I wanted that $20 to be that special meal, so I didn't get anything, and I just had water and bread. I ended up tipping the waitress $10 anyways, so the whole thing was kind of a wash. And what I realized after a while, it took a lot longer than you'd think, is that this indecisiveness was actually a form of perfectionism. This form of desiring and waiting for the perfect time, to have that perfect decision to actually act, to take this what I, which I, I had received and actually put it towards something that's perfect, the right thing. And the problem is that I couldn't figure that out. I couldn't figure out with certainty what the perfect meal would be. Now this reflects, or is reflected in the gospel today, where the Lord really looks um, at, at this, this, this problem, this issue, of how we are all given a unique gift, these talents. And it's interesting because the word talents used to be used as a way of uh, talking about money, talents, which was a way of balancing things out, of a way of exchanging money. And over time, it took on a new meaning of natural abilities, the natural abilities given to us, that, that talents were kind of this natural form of meta metaphorical wealth, that we each, each and every one of us have our own gifts and our own talents, our own specialties. And we see that there's this, uh, the, these, these uh, servants that are given um, these gifts with the hope that they will bear fruit over time, that they will use these gifts to grow and to be fruitful. But we see this one who is so fearful of, of letting the master down, of being punished for some reason, who's so fearful of failure that he actually buries his talent. He doesn't put it to any kind of use, but he buries it where it's useless. He doesn't even put it as in a bank where it can multiply by interest. And when the master returns, he is disappointed. And in this, there is this uh, this fear of failure that we all, I think, experience to a certain extent. That fear of not doing the right thing, of, of trying to do something and then failing at it. Of um, I'm trying to, to do something and uh, having it thwarted by either it be, being our own, our own uh, inability to, to complete something or maybe even by uh, something else that we can't control. Or maybe even just doing the wrong decision, making the wrong decision. And this fear of failure is actually a form of that perfectionism that we're waiting for the perfect time to do things. We're waiting for things to be ideal. And sadly, things will never be the way that we would want them to be. Nothing will ever be ideal. You look around us in the world we're in, we might wait for a better world to do things that we want to do, 
to act out, to grow in our faith, to be a better person, to be kind to others. We might want to wait for that perfect time to do that unfinished business, but it might never come. And we might remain in that, that fear. And this is a form of complacency, of kind of giving in to being satisfied with mediocrity, being, okay, I'm fine. You know what? I do, I do well enough. I'm a nice person. I'm not mean. I go to Mass. Um, I've got my talents here. I'm going to keep them here because I'm worried about messing up. I'm worried about losing my talents. I'm worried that someone might reject me. I'm worried that if the Lord calls me to this thing, this, this going out and acting out in holiness, in proclaiming the truth of the Lord, or being kind to somebody else, that I might be rejected, that I won't be accepted by others, that they will reject my charity and my witness to Christ. And this is a real issue because we're, we're living in a world that's very much a world of, of a com- culture of comfort, a culture of, of little risk, that any kind of suffering, any kind of difficulty is seen as a negative. Any kind of struggle, any kind of frustration is seen as, if you're, if you're struggling, if you're in pain, or if you're not comfortable, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with you and there's something wrong with your situation. You have to fix that. But the reality is we're on a pilgrimage. We are those servants given these talents to grow and to go out with our own natural capacity to do, uh, to do our best to live out our talents, to live out the, the path of holiness the Lord has set before us. Um, and to combat this, this kind of complacency, this fear of, of failure, this uh, desire to always be comfortable, um, we are called to seek out how the Lord is calling us to, to holiness. Because each and every one of us are unique. We each have our own interests. We each have our own uh, abilities. We each have our own uh, strengths and limitations. And we can't, you know, it's easy to compare and to look at others and say, well, I'd really like to do that. Or look at the big flashy things and think, I want to do that. That person's really doing good. Or that person's doing this thing that I can never do. So I'm never going to even try. But to look at ourselves, to see how the Lord has blessed me as a person, to look at the Lord's relationship to me and say, Lord, how are you calling me to live out my life where I am, who I am, the situation in my life? How are you calling me to live that out in my life, to, to, to pursue that holiness, to know you more, and to respond in charity, to love others and to love you? And it's, it's true that this is um, in each and every one of our lives, this call. No matter who we are or where we are, whether we're students, uh, parents, a son or a daughter, a brother or a sister, a co-worker, a friend, a family member, um, with all our strengths and weaknesses, that at every moment and every day, the Lord is calling us to live out the gifts he's given us. He's calling us to live out this, this pursuit of holiness in our own special way. And the reality is, too, that it's not easy. Spiritual, the spiritual life is actually very risky. It's very dangerous. We have to be vulnerable. We have to be vulnerable with the Lord, and we have to be vulnerable with, the others, with others. We have to endure rejection, endure suffering, endure frustration. It requires this connection with the Lord to ask for his grace and strength. It requires that um, we ask for that gift of patience and fortitude. That, you know, um, there will be times when we fail. There will be times when we maybe do make the wrong decision. There will be failure in our lives. But it's all done in that imperfection, seeking that perfection in Christ. Seeking to grow closer every day to the Lord and live out our talents. To take those risks. Um, and thanks be to God, we have the Lord to support us, to, to ask for his guidance and for his grace, to ask um, to know his will and to pray to know ourselves and to know, you know, what are our strengths? What are our abilities? What can we do? What am I, where am I at in my life? And what is the Lord calling me to do with the gifts that he has given me? And finally, 
ultimately, we, we look to prepare. Because in the gospel, you see that the Lord recently, in the past couple um, Sundays, we've heard the gospel. The Lord is kind of looking forward, looking to the end where the Lord will return. And looking towards our own mortality. Recently, he said, uh, in the gospel of Luke, he said that um, the Lord will come like a thief in the night. That we never know when our time may come. So we always have to be prepared. So don't sit on any unfinished business. We never know when the bell will toll and when the Lord will come, when the master will return. And we all do all of this um, out of fear of the Lord, not fear for our own failure, not fear for um, you know, uh, a death of our own pride, but out of fear of the Lord, out of this respect and this love for the Lord. Because that's the journey we go on. It's this initial fear of the Lord that moves towards loving God the love that the saints had who were willing to die for the Lord, to live for the Lord every day, living out their talents and desiring to know the Lord more and to serve him and to serve the people who are in their lives as well. In the pursuit of using our gifts, in our pursuit of holiness, we seek to hear the master say, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Amen.